0: welcome to the rambling of a progressively optimistic truth teller i am the truth teller your host shay thanks for tuning in we are back for episode five season two of mouth of the south podcast thank you thank you very much um this episode is a tad bit late uh we are a day late but not a dollar short because it is cold AF here in the South. And, I mean, <laughs> bruh, us Southerners, we can't take this stuff. We can't take it to be this cold. When it was like 17, first of all, let me rephrase, because 17 was a tad bit too high. It was like 12 degrees yesterday morning. 12. 1, 2. Okay, when when it gets below 20 in Alabama, it's a state... It's a state of emergency, okay? Everything shuts down. The post office was shut down yesterday. Nobody went to work. Nobody's kids went to school. It wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even snowing that bad. It was a little bit of a flurry here and there. But just the fact that it was below 20 degrees was already too much for my Southern heart. So I am here with y'all today. We made it through. My prayers, my positive vibes, and positive energy goes to my fellow Southerners in. Their respective states who are going through right now, whose power is out, who's having trouble getting heat, who are with you know without housing at this time, of uh, over four million people without power in Texas, hundreds of thousands of people without power in Kentucky. Um, they even say it's getting cold down in Florida. So you know this polar blast then really hit our ass. Okay, <laughs> hit us with a one two punch. Okay, knocked us out like primetime Ali. So. Plus you already know the infrastructure in america is uh, lacking to say you know to put it nicely and so power grids shit all over the place is going left and we are really feeling the brunt of it down here in the south so send some prayers out some positive energy and um yeah we're gonna be all right we're gonna make it we're gonna be all right we're gonna be a tad bit chilly for a couple days but we're gonna be all right okay um Hopefully you still had a very good Valentine's Day weekend. I hope I wish love and happiness upon everyone. I hope everyone had a nice loving Valentine's Day weekend. I got to have a great Valentine's Day with my with my black woman friends. I painted this painting. I've added her to the wall. Isn't she beautiful? She's gorgeous. She's giving me black girl magic. And um yeah, if you don't have any black women friends, especially if you are a black woman, then you need to get you some. There's no no person that understands a black woman's journey better than another black woman. And um, one of the main aspects of love that I think a lot of us tend to forget because, you know, Valentine's Day has just become so romantic. You know, it's a, a holiday for romance rewinding and dining that boo thing you've been eyeing all year, or you know, spark resparking the romance in you know, in relationships as they move along, uh, you know, romantic relationships, be it heterosexual or same gender loving, whatever, whatever, yet whatever flush your boat. Um, but we also, you know, have to take into account the um, the friendship, you know, friendship love and friendly familial type love that you create with um the family you choose which is your friends so that companionship is so important i i definitely got to delve into that this weekend and it just refreshed and renewed my entire spirit so shout out to the true black women friends shout out to Valentine's day and with a spirit and attitude of gratitude before i get ready to read okay because we're going in this episode okay Um, but I just wanted to start with a spirit of attitude and gratitude, and now let's get into some political shit. (sighs) Well, Democrats, People's Party, you know, the party of the people, um, I let y'all live for like four good episodes. (laughs) I really let y'all live. I let y'all flourish i let y'all be great. I gave y'all the benefit of the doubt. You know, I was like, give them time. Biden's working. I like what Biden's been saying. I like what he's coming out and telling the people. I like that, you know, VP Harris is standing tall and proud, throwing those tiebreaker votes in the Senate. You know, I I gave y'all, y'all just do, and y'all just deserve, but now I got to read y'all because this sham-ass impeachment if um you didn't hear trump was acquitted on his second set of impeachment charges um 57 to 43 you know they needed 63 votes to really take the girl down under you know they needed um a two-thirds majority to you know to make trump see um justice within within under the uh, eyes of the senate for his crimes that he committed when he you know stoked the whole insurrection um, attempted to, uh, be the catalyst for an, an entire coup at the Capitol. Um, so yeah, he's been acquitted. Um, they didn't even call witnesses. Y'all ain't called no witnesses. Y'all gave us about six days of Twitter video and shock and all. And, uh, like I, like I've been calling this impeachment, po- political pomp and circumstance. Y'all gave us five to six days of that um only to lead to you know an acquittal you know all of that talk of bipartisanship and how you know Biden said that he really he can get the republicans to be bipartisan okay um they couldn't even be bipartisan with their own lives because you were only able to get seven republicans to reach reach out across the aisle and, you know, vote with y'all to acquit Donald Trump when you needed to get 17, okay? You needed 67 votes for impeachment, and you got 7. Um, this is not looking good for that bipartisan wave. You know, I've been telling y'all, fuck bipartisan. Throw it up in front of my girl here. Fuck the bipartisanry, okay? Fuck the ship because that ship has sailed. Um, there's no way we can expect the GOP to provide us with anything of substance at this point, as they're slowly imploding, they can't even find the gumption, they can't even find the wherewithal, they can't even find the gall to, you know, pull themselves up by their britches and vote to bring charges against a president who didn't give a fuck about them who was going to let his insurrectionist mob take y'all out. Y'all was all senators. No, they didn't care if you was GOP. They was coming for Mitt Romney, okay? They were about to take Mitt Romney up out of here. They was about to take him to a Mormon Jesus. Whatever Mormon Jesus is, Mitt was about to meet them that day because the insurrections were not playing, and they did not care. GOP, Democrat, was one and the same. But, you know, the, the Senate Republicans couldn't even... You know, you had seven of them who decided to do the right thing like Spike Lee, but as far as that other 10, that two-thirds majority, you weren't going to be able to get it. Um, Y'all really just wasted and continue to waste the American people's time, um, the American people's tax dollars, because this shit was not free, okay? This was not no free day. Y'all got paid for all these days y'all spent acting like y'all was going to do something to this man when y'all wasn't, Um, (laughs) girl, Um, y'all wasted, um, y'all just wasting valuable time when we're in the middle of this panoramic. Okay. We're in the middle of this panini press, um, and the American people need help. Like this was time y'all could have been putting towards COVID relief, getting that pass. This was time y'all could have been putting towards getting that $15 minimum wage pass this could have been telling y'all could to have put towards the decriminalization of marijuana because that was also another point. Child, I wrote that down right here in my notes. Another point that Joe Biden was going to get past in his first 100 days. The 100 days is ticking. They ticking. They ticking by and y'all playing with us. Democrats, I. this is why I can't give y'all too much. Cause whenever I try to give y'all too much, that's when I end up sorely disappointed. For real, I can never give y'all too much because when it time when it's, when it comes time for y'all to truly be this people party, this people's party that y'all claim to be, y'all never stand up for the people. Never. What y'all think because all y'all voted to to acquit Trump that that's gonna be enough for us? It's not. People are still suffering. I thought Chuck said you know because he's the big dog now, big majority leader Chuck. You know what I'm saying? I thought Chuck said that y'all was going to be able to multitask, that y'all was going to be able to do the impeachment and other things at the same time. Y'all did the impeachment. Joe at the house. Joe at home in Delaware. Chilling. Recouping. Trying to figure, trying to have dreams of, of getting this bipartisanship together. Joe. Joe, I know you need the time to recuperate. because And see, and that's another thing. I get so sorely disappointed in, in this Because I have to realize and I have to remember and I have to be cognizant of the fact that we're dealing with old people here. We are dealing with old people and that's no shade to my elders. I love my elders. I respect my elders. But we're dealing with old people in the sense of the old Joes and the old Nancys, okay? We ain't dealing with the old Bernies. This is why... (laughs) This is why I get so frustrated because Bernie could have... Cut it. I needed a moment. (laughs) Their priorities are just different. That's all I'm saying. The priorities of a progressive and the priorities of a Democrat are still so different. Even in this unprecedented time where everyone wants to pull on your heartstrings every which way about people being poor and people being underinsured and people losing their loved ones to coronavirus. People in Texas... 4 million without power in Texas, Ted Cruz, Rafael, it's 4 million of your people without power. Like we don't even have these basic infrastructure. We don't even have this basic legislation. We don't even have these basics in place to protect the average American person. And we're dealing with people in power that honestly wouldn't know an average American person if they walked past them. Let's be real. like. Y'all want to make it seem like y'all relatable, but when it really comes down to it, there's no relatability. There's no way. There's no way you can have regular friends working regular nine-to-five jobs and still be, you know, this obtuse when it comes to the direness of what the fuck American people are going through right now. Like, I had, you know, we're talking about Valentine's Day weekend. I went to go see my homegirls down in Atlanta and I love Atlanta, you know, thriving black Mecca. It's open. It's thriving. They doing what they need to do. You know, we stayed inside. <laughs> we was in the house. But, you know, it's open out there and they're having a good motherfucking time. Um, but the poverty is at an all-time high in Atlanta. We, every time we got on the highways and the byways to go to the store or wherever we were going, you always would constantly see little homeless camps Houseless, you know, people without homes, camps, set up all across up under overpasses, in random places. My homegirl told me they had some behind some shrubbery. They had to cut all the bushes down and get people to leave. And these are whole villages of people, okay, displaced within their own country because of who knows why. Who knows why these people became houseless? Who knows why these people, you know, lost their homes or lost the roofs that are over their head? But they're just out on the street. And we're supposed to be excited about 57 of y'all voting to quit Trump. We're not. Uh, y'all need to stop wasting the American people's time. <laughs> the trust in the in the American government is at an all time low. <laughs> okay. Um, I read that I think fifty nine percent of Republicans in a poll will vote to uh have Trump in office again. That's how you know. Niggas don't even care about the federal government at this point. It's just it, it's just a reality show, cause y'all ain't doing no work for nobody. Um, do what you said you were gonna do, Joe Biden, for real. Like the time for politics is over. Um, the time for all of this. You know what? That's all right. That's all right. We just go. We're gonna make it through this, and then when we have progressive leaders in place, we're gonna see real and true change. And I do feel. I honestly do feel in my heart of hearts that we will start to see a lot more progressives in in, in places of power. Because, like I said, the um, trust of the federal government is at an all-time low. And, you know, people need people need to hear and they need to have someone on their side that speaks to them and speaks to their needs and speaks to their issues. Um, this impeachment one not it. Like I said last episode, if y'all want to get, get Trump, he's a private citizen now. Y'all could have let the DOJ get him. Look, playing with the American people time, we don't have time for that, we don't have time, we don't have time, and then when 2022 comes, and, them, and you wonder why you're losing even more house seats and even more Senate seats, come on somebody, you worried about Marjorie Taylor Greene being on a committee, but, but let nothing happen for them people that's in her, in, in her damn uh, counties, let nothing happen for them people, that's, that's Georgia, let nothing happen for them, they're going to flip right back red, they're going to all go right back to, to to the uh MTG side, okay? <laughs> I couldn't even think of her initials. <laughs> but they're going to flip and flop right back over. Because y'all want to have this liberal portrayal. You want to have this, you know, facade that you're actually helping people. But when it comes down to it, you're arguing and fighting for 57 votes. I promise you, I will not be arguing with no bitch if I got the majority. <laughs> If I got the majority, I'm not going to be worried, spending my, my off time thinking about how I can get more people on my side. I already got enough people on my side. You don't need two-thirds votes to pass laws. Just for that impeachment, y'all needed two-thirds votes. And now you see you're not going to be able to get it, okay? Your little little experiment over, whatever the fuck y'all was trying to do with it. It's done. It's a wrap. So now it's time to actually do some work, okay? Shoot. Pissed me off with that sham-ass impeachment. Really wasted the people's time. Pulling on folks' heartstrings. You know, got those impeachment managers up there pleading their cases, knowing it's, it's, it's a dead, it's a dud on arrival. The had them impeachment managers up there crying, shedding tears, having to relive this traumatic experience when they was running for their lives. They had Mitt Romney running down the hallway, okay? They was for the get Mitt. <laughs> they was for the get Mitt. I'm laughing because I'm upset. <laughs> they was finna get me. Had them people all up there showing them videos and reliving them experiences for what? For pomp and circumstance. True. Got them senators going home crying at night. They don't know what to do. Them them GOP senators don't know what to do. They don't know which way to go, okay? They scared. They, they go against Trump then they'll lose their base. They're scared if they stay on Trump's side, they'll lose their base. They don't know what the base want. That's because the base is splitting, okay? The base is going every which way. And this is what happens when you make all these promises to people, just so you can get elected into power, and then the chickens come home to roost. Okay, people's party. trying to tell y'all now. Come 2022, 2022, y'all gonna be looking real fucking foolish. In the midterms Y'all gonna be looking crazy Y'all gonna be looking dumb like Brr, duh. Y'all better get on it I just saw that damn um Richard Shelby Our long time Our long suffering Hello somebody Senator here in Alabama Is not running again in 2022 That's a that, That's a chance to get an Alabama seat right there But y'all ain't gonna do it Y'all, y'all think we a lost cause down here Y'all just like Well That's already You know that's already read. It'll never turn. But you know, with enough work, it could. Because there are plenty of black people down here who have been waiting for the Democratic Party to do what they said they was going to do. Okay? Shit, we vote too. Hell. <laughs> oh, I think that's pretty much it, y'all. I'm just like, I, I, I gave, I would like the record to show that I gave the Democrats time to do what they said they was going to do <laughs> before I started to roast. I gave them time. They the ones that chose to act up with that damn impeachment and pull, on, pull all on everybody's heartstrings to get nothing done. Y'all going to let Trump run again in 2024 and then y'all going to be looking so crazy. Going to be looking foolish and he going to lose and win again, okay? Because <laughs> he knows that all he had to do was cheat. He just didn't cheat well enough the first time. Well, the second time. He cheated well enough the first time. <laughs> he just got to figure out how to cheat well enough the second time to get that second term. Y'all going to let it happen. All right, I'm going to let it go for this week. But let me... Democrats, I'm on y'all ass. Period. Let's get into some entertainment shit. Well, y'all done social media (laughs) morality Justin Timberlake into apologizing apologizing air quotes heavy generic ass apology um, to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson for his years of indiscretion um, before I get into that let me read his apology real quickly I've seen the messages tags comments and concerns and I don't want to respond I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, in the same, I'm sorry, both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this, as well as be part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better, and I will do better. Let's give the biggest womp womp to that fake ass apology. Um, I'm just dead that his ass said he wanted to apologize to each of them individually. Um, but then apologize to both ladies in the same rambling generic apology. Um I feel no, I feel no types of ways about that apology. Um, it came apart it came to fruition as a means of social media morality which is, has been at an all-time high lately. I think I've become a lot more cognizant of social media morality with the Gorilla Glue grown woman a whole scenario because y'all just really, like, y'all let y'all freak flag fly with that one, okay? Niggas was really jumping out the woodwork trying to cape for this young woman who put gorilla glue in her head, but at the same time try to tell these same people that you want to raise the minimum wage to $15 and they argue, uh, arguing you up and down why somebody that work at McDonald's don't deserve $15. I'm confused as to how you have more compassion for a woman. You don't know than people who service you every day. Um, I don't get that. And I just call I call that area of cognitive dissonance, social media morality. Okay. Because y'all just only want to be moral when it's gonna get you some likes and views, and um, and it's the same thing Mr. Justin was doing here with this apology. He saw people was on his ass because that Britney Spears documentary came out on Hulu, and you know uh the 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 young ones who weren't as cognizant in the arts when this was going on in the mid two thousands to two thousand teens when um. The paparazzi was really letting Britney have it after her and Justin broke up. And how Justin kind of, you know, stoked the flames by, you know, talking shit about her. I think he said something about her not being a virgin at one time. Uh, he made that song Cry Me a River. Basically had a Br- Britney Spears lookalike in a video, child. <laughs> I remember when that shit premiered on TRL. Had a Britney Spears lookalike in a video. And basically was like, just cry me a river because I know you cheated on me and I'm leaving you now. You, you dirty cheater. <laughs> Like, he really lived Britney-ass up for about a good three or four years. And that kind of stoked the flames on the paparazzi really, you know, taking Britney out of here. Like, the paparazzi really d- drove Britney insane. And we watched it all happen right before our eyes. Um, same thing with Janet Jackson. You know, uh, at the Super Bowl, Justin straight popped that titty out. That titty ain't pop out on its own. Okay, Justin popped that titty out. I remember watching it over to my auntie's house in the room with all of my aunts and cousins and everybody else. And, you know, just to pull that thing down and pop that titty out. And you would think that Janet ran across the topless and, and did it herself because the way Janet was blackballed, CBS went in on Janet. Like it wasn't Justin that ripped the titty out and Justin ain't, he ain't never say nothing about it. He ain't received no black backlash. He came out with like 2020 experience and that was a hot ass album. But you know, he was living high off of that. And, you know, Janet's career suffered. Like, you know, Janet will always be an icon in Black America. You know, she'll never suffer on this part. She can come do a, con- a concert right now today and niggas will be in there with their face shields and their masks on with their COVID vaccine information in hand. Like, I'm ready to see the queen. So, you know, I this this social media apology does nothing for me. Um, If you really want to, you know, show how how your actions and your inaction... You know, really affected these women's lives. If you want to show how that you know how truly apologetic you are for that, um, I'm gonna need you to come about some coin. Um, I'm gonna need you to come out out of more than just your Notes app on your iPhone. (laughs) Um, It's gonna have to be a lot more reckoning than just, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry because I was a white man and I didn't know that you know white supremacy existed. And, you know, even though I was benefiting from, it, benefiting from it daily and living in a world where I could see that the women I was harming were being harmed by what I was doing and you still said nothing, um, you just didn't know. You know, I, I didn't know as a white man that this was, you know, harmful to other people. Um, That's not going to fly for me, <laughs> Jay, it's Jay Lake. You know, ever since you went on your man on the wood, ever since he went to his little man on the wood side, he's been very much so back with the whites. He act like his cornrow days didn't exist. And you know, we'll take that. That's fine. Y'all have the the uh the ability to go come and go as you please. Christina Aguilera did the same thing. Pink did the same thing. You know, y'all come and go into blackness as y'all please. And I understand, you know, with with the record labels, they may kind of try to push that agenda on you to you know, be more urban. Be more hip, cool. You know, whatever whatever uh Whatever slang term they want to use to just disguise, they want you to act black and appeal to black people. Um, <laughs> you know, you were in that bag, and since you got on your Man on the Woods bag and married Jessica Bill, I think you married Jessica Bill, one of them Jessicas, you know, you've been, you've been with the whites, and you can stay over there with the whites. Um, we don't really care. I, I know I don't really care. Like I said, this apology did nothing for me. And if, we want, if you want to truly show that you're about their life, like I said, cut a check. Lady, let's talk about Dave Chappelle and the fact that this man continues to win ever since he came back from Africa. This man has been on a winning streak. And I, my thing is, I'm just trying to figure out which ancestors he prayed to while he was down there. Like spread, spread the knowledge, spread the wealth. I don't know if we have to be on the actual ground of the motherland for that, for, you know, whatever he said to the ancestors to manifest. Um, but, you know, if you could just spill the tea on, what, on which ancestors you spoke with, you know, um, <laughs> if you have a direct line of communication, you know, just let the people know. So us, too, can also speak to them and uh, get it cracking in our lives because, I mean, Dave Chappelle is on a winning streak. Um, he recently just dropped on YouTube a 10-minute clip called Redemption Song where he chronicled how he beat both COVID and capitalism in the same week. Um, if y'all don't remember, back in... A couple months back, he had um, asked everyone to not watch The Chappelle Show on Netflix because, you know, they basically raped him with that contract, for lack of a better word. And um, he did not get any money. He was not getting any money from the running of The Chappelle Show. And he's in um, deep cahoots, deep um, business cahoots with the owner of Netflix. And so, you know, he just kicked to him straight. Like, look, I'm not getting no money for this. I'm going to tell the people not to watch this shit while it's on here because I ain't getting no money for it. And, you know, we can negotiate at a later date. And negotiate they did. He, um, um, from his redemption song, from his um, his clip, he stated that he received both his license and millions of dollars from Netflix for the show. And the show has been, you know, they took the show off for a little while and now the show has been put back on uh Netflix and um it's available for streaming now and Dave Chappelle is getting paid from that streaming so it really just goes to show that boycotting a show worked and I feel like a lot of y'all owe Monique an apology. Okay. I understand Monique kinda uh you know she jumped for the heels a little high cause she said to boycott all of Netflix. But you know we could have really worked with Monique and you know Streamline the boycott in a way that she could have got her money because clearly netflix is about giving somebody some money if you you know if you sit down and really discuss that with them um they they i think they Chappelle put it that you know the owner of netflix or the ceo of netflix is um you know he's he's willing to try to uh recompense for misdoings past you know for how television and Hollywood tried to get over on people in the past, he's willing to make amends for that because he's made a lot of money with Netflix and you know the shows that they're allowed to 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 re air on Netflix. So boycotting a show worked. Y'all need to uh, apologize to Monique, and um, <laughs> and hopefully we can still get something going for Monique, Monique because you know clearly she wasn't lying about you know being over uh, undershot. For her, um, for her special, and, um, you know, she she went a little bit too far with the boycotting of the entirety of Netflix, but y'all shouldn't have been watching the Parkers on Netflix. I know I didn't. Y'all better not have watched the Parkers. Shoot. Y'all better listen to Y'all better do right by Monique, and, you know, um, how Netflix is doing Dave, or how they are, you know, sitting with Dave, talking with Dave, you know. How they were able to come to a common understanding to where both parties benefit it's really how progressives want um capitalism to view labor as a whole because labor is a necessary part of capitalism like you have to have somebody to put together the goods and services for to be sold so um the same way that de Chappelle was able to you know come out speak about speak on what he was worth and why he deserved he did de- and why he thought he deserved more I feel like laborers, laborers and employees should be able to speak to capitalism in the same way. Like, we can both mutually benefit from this. I don't mind coming to work. Most people don't mind going to work. Most people really enjoy going to work. At least if they don't enjoy it, it's a very necessary and, you know, wanted part of their day. You know, they may not enjoy it, but they like getting out the house. (laughs) You know, they like getting away from their family. Hello, somebody. They may like getting away from their kids for a little bit, from their husband or their wife. So, you know, people, I don't think if, I honestly feel that if capitalism were kinder to its laborers, that wouldn't stop its laborers from participating in capitalism. It's the fact that, you know, capitalism has run rampant for so many decades in America um, without having to answer to the employee, without having to answer to the laborer, that they've been able to just get away with stuff like this, get away with, Having a multi-million-dollar show based off this man's likeness, based off this man's name, based off this man's intellectual property, um, and they're able to still make money off of it, and he wasn't. So, you know, that's 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 what really draws me towards progressive ideas. It's it's the more um, the moral fairness of it all, okay? Because <laughs> we know life ain't fair, but it's just funny how life only ain't fair to poor people, okay? <laughs> the richer you get, the more fair life. Tends to get hello somebody um so shout out today let's see shout out <laughs> shout out today for showing us once again that you you put your your name where your mouth is you can come out on top you can come out on top and really get you know your money's worth for your name meanwhile you know kevin hart is being victimized yet again <laughs> See, is it just me or does it seem like every story coming about out about Kevin Hart as of late, he's been the victim. Somebody been stealing from him, somebody didn't told his stuff up, somebody didn't leaked the sex tape about him and stole his credit card information. Like Kevin Hart, why you keep getting victimized like this? What's going on? Like, child, you got too rich too fast, I think. And then you went over there with them Caucasoids. <laughs> And one of them stole from your child, they said the personal shopper stole millions of dollars from Kevin Hart. Charged millions of dollars on Kevin Hart's credit card. Um, I don't know how true that is. Kevin Hart also said that his friend stole from him after, you know, um, after that sex tape came out. So, <laughs> sips tea on that note. <laughs> it's two different ways to get it. I don't know what's going on with him, but I swear every story he didn't somebody is taking something from him. You know, if you if you do kindness to people, kindness will follow. If you treat people like crap, they're probably gonna try to steal from you. Um (laughs) just saying. But yeah, um that's pretty much it for this entertainment segment. Let's go ahead and get into the bless your heart segment. Gina Carano. Before I truly get into this cackle at you getting fired on your day off, let me read a little bit of this New York Times article on your transgressions. Gina Carano is off Mandalorian amid backlash over Instagram posts. The actress Gina Carano, who starred as Cara Dune in the Star Wars spinoff series The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, on Wednesday compared hating someone for their political views to the persecution of Jews during the Holocaust in an Instagram post. Her latest social media post to create a fan backlash. Lucasfilm, the company within Disney that owns the show and the rest of the Star Wars franchise, condemned her comments. and said in a statement that she was not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable, Lucasfilm said in a statement. Mrs. Carano was also dropped by her agency UTA, according to the Hollywood Reporter. The Instagram post, which reshared an image from a different account, is no longer visible on her page. It led to thousands of complaints on social media, where many people used the hashtag hashtag fire Gina Carano, not for the first time. Some conservatives who, vo- who viewed her post as a matter of free speech countered with hashtag cancel Disney Plus. Now, regardless to if I feel you should have been fired over an opinion is a moot point. I don't, but I didn't write the code of conduct for Lucasfilm and you clearly didn't read it. These MAGA rants have become the GOP equivalent to stealing boxes in Hollywood. Share one more QAnon post on voter fraud or COVID hoaxes. The writer's room will conveniently forget y'all come next season. Y'all going to get enough of playing around with social media morality and these companies. Keep climbing that free speech hill over internet-based opinions. And that same internet with this endless advertising potential will make sure these companies leave you jobless atop that mug. Y'all let the need to be right become the cause of your own oppression, air quotes heavy. Well, Gina, hope these comments pay rent because you can say bye-bye to that Disney Plus check, child. You were cute on Mandalorian or whatever, but you are def-replaceable, and I will def-still be tuning in next season to cackle all over again at your absence. Hopefully, opining on social media is worth more than spin-off coin. Child, bless your swole arms, small-minded heart. Well, ladies and gents, we have come to the end of another episode of Mouth of the South podcast. I thank y'all for tuning in. I hope you learned something. I hope you had some good laughs. And I hope to have you tune in again next week. Um, we'll probably be on, I'll probably be on time next week. <laughs> the episode will uh, hopefully drop on Tuesday, not barring another polar vo- vortex down here. Cause if it's less than 20 degrees, y'all, I promise you, I'm not getting out the bed. I'm not, <laughs> but yes, listen to this podcast wherever every podcast are found your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, show is available on anchor now. So if you have the anchor app, listen to us on there and help support the show Check the description box below for info on the YouTube, for the IG, and for all the ways that you can keep up with the Mouth of the South podcast. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And as we say down here in the South, bass backwards. Bye y'all.